You have arrived. You are now on a journey into the world of crypto, with your guides being three idiots. We have no idea what we're doing or talking about. You will get to learn with us on the way. If you are a crypto idiot like us and want bad crypto advice, you're in the right place. Idiot number one is the crypto chemist. Guaranteed to get distracted while talking and change subjects enough times for you to need a quick stopover at the loony bin on the way to work. Idiot number two is Kid Crypto. Kid Crypto lives life one quarter mile at a time, and he knows that it doesn't matter if you win by one inch or one mile. Winning is winning. He wins the Makes Bad Decisions Award every week. Idiot number three is Captain Crypto. Captain Crypto is a professional at doing things the hard way. Instead of researching, he likes to throw a bunch of money at something and watch what happens. You just can't get advice like this from anyone. All right, podcast listeners and crypto hunters, you've got the chemist back talking a little bit about mining today. And this is going to be a very introductory lesson that's not going to necessarily set you up for going to mine right away. But I'll definitely talk through what it is and how it works. And we can dive into some of the details later if you guys have questions about it. So determining if you're going to mine or not, there are a lot of considerations to take before getting started. So let's talk about what it is in the first place. Uh, If you've listened to my previous episodes, um, we talked about how these giant equations are put together that make this kind of shell around the crypto or is the crypto or blockchain um, is more appropriate for that on what it is. You're actually creating blockchain when you're mining for those types of coin that allow that. So where, where all this started, and I'm sure at this point, everybody's heard Elon Musk really go at it with the Chinese government. Well, let me back that up. Elon Musk brought up a point about its inefficiency, and then the Chinese government came back in and really crunched down on some miners that were making and creating Bitcoin. And I know you go, what? They're making Bitcoin? Yes, that's what every miner is doing ultimately. And it does a couple things. It, it helps build this security with these really, really complex um, cryptography based equations, right? That this is what, what crypto is founded on. Uh, blockchain is another word you're going to hear quite a bit. And it's all really the same thing to a large degree, but understanding how it works is really the root of mining. So you've got a computer or we'll say massive computers that create these crazy equations These equations are difficult and it creates security because you can't just reproduce that instantly to hack into it. And what do I mean just hack into it? So you think about security as it stands right now in the digital world that you've got this antivirus or you've got these firewalls and protocols that stop bad guys from getting into your system. Well, you don't want to get into have them easily able to attack like a direct funding source. Like, think about it. This is actual money are valued as cash that's just sitting out there on the airwaves and the, the data centers and all this stuff. Well, you don't want them to be able to hack that. And what's happening in a very basic sense is these big supercomputers 
And I'll explain that a little bit more, but these powerful, powerful computing stations or computers are generating this really complex math equation or code or cryptography that is really, really hard to hack. Why is it hard to hack? Because it takes so much computer power to complete it. It takes even more to undo that or hack into that or bypass these um, data strings. Or we'll call it for, for simpler purpose, this big, huge equation is like an, an impossibly complex password, right? And to hack it is virtually impossible just due to all the power required. So why, why is uh, Bitcoin a thing? Where, where is it? Why does it exist? And so on and so forth. Well, originally when it started, it wasn't nearly as power consumptive or it wasn't as complex it is, is, as it is today. That's part of what Bitcoin is, is the formula that it uses continually gets more and more complex as it goes along as more Bitcoin is produced, it gets more and more complex. And there's a limit on this methodology that they're using where it can only produce 21 million total Bitcoin ever. But the, to get to that point, it's gonna have crazy complex things. So let's look at it in the terms of, hey, you're thinking about going to mine. Do I mine Bitcoin? Because a lot of you only know when you say crypto, you think Bitcoin and you think Bitcoin is crypto and it's like the the mayonnaise, right, of of crypto that you think, oh, I want to go invest in crypto, so I'm going to buy Bitcoin or I'm going to mine Bitcoin. Well, mining Bitcoin at the stage that we're in right now is a really tough proposition. You literally have to go figure out how you're going to do this and do a lot of calculations to figure out how to be profitable at it before you even start. And what I mean by profitability is you have to have equipment that's able to mine the Bitcoin in the first place. When it originally started off, sure, it was fairly easy to take a home computer and the graphics card specifically in that home computer and be able to generate and mine Bitcoin and work through these equations. Now, when you're looking at mining Bitcoin, it is that that is almost a fruitless venture and why do i say it's fruitless because no matter what type of coin you decide to mine or whatnot if you decide to go that way you, you have to invest in equipment up front whether you have it at home already or you're purchasing new equipment well bitcoin is at the stage now that you need really advanced equipment i say it's advanced but it's really simple equipment that is more advanced because it's dedicated strictly to mining Bitcoin. And the day that Bitcoin is no longer mineable, they basically can be thrown in the trash. That's what's called an ASIC uh, computing solution, or you'll hear people say ASICs. And ASIC stands for Application Specific Integrated Circuit. Now that's a fancy way of saying they built a processing engine specifically to mine Bitcoin. So it's much more optimized, even though they're relatively cheap to produce. They're so far used and, and they're used so much, you pay a really, really high price for it, even though the equipment itself is really not that advanced when you compare to some of the other things that exist in the computing world today. So when you're looking at this, like it's a supply and demand thing. People know that you can buy 
this unit that costs X amount of dollars, and if you run it for this long, it will pay itself off by mining Bitcoin. But you got to take into consideration the things like electricity, right? This is where the tweet from Elon and all the bustle around China getting onto these miners is this thing is like it, it eats up a lot, lot, lot of electricity. And why I'm saying a lot, 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 it's a lot per what you get. So you're basically, if you're on, you're paying electric rates that are five cents per kilowatt, which is really, really low. And you only make like seven or eight cents for that kilowatt used, let's say, as an example, right? You're spending a lot of money to make the stuff that's left on the top as long as the Bitcoin price is high enough to justify that. So that, that's a lot of things to consider when you're looking at, ooh, do I want a Bitcoin mine? And that might not even be your goal is to go for Bitcoin itself, but just to understand what mining is. And that's cool. That's part of why I wanted to throw this out there so you could understand what you're getting into. Because it's not just a windfall profit thing. That's why everybody in the world is not mining. Well, that's part of the reason. Part of the reason right now is there's a huge equipment shortage. But it, it doesn't matter what you mine. There's still going to be a cost associated with what you're putting out there. Otherwise, these companies that generate this coin would say, oh, well, we'll just make our own because we can just do it at no cost, right? We'll just make unlimited uh, coin or Bitcoin or whatever and just use it as a trading thing. But it, it's so complicated and it needed, you know, especially Bitcoin. I'm really staying towards that. And I'll talk about some of the other ways that you can mine and, and what you need to think about. So the first thing I use is go to whattomine.com. And that kind of gives you a breakdown to say, hey, this is what equipment I have. And this is how much I would make if I were to plug it in and start mining. And I'll explain in a rudimentary way what mining is all about too. So you got to think about it like, oh man, do I really want to step into this? Do I really want to spend the money? Or are you thinking, oh, well, I have a computer sitting in the back. W what can I do with that, um, for instance? And it's not bad. I mean, passive income is passive income, right? When you look at it. So anyway, this Bitcoin thing, you can imagine if you don't know what it looks like in an actual like colo or colocation server center where you are you looked at what a server center looks like online or something like this it's just hundreds and hundreds of computers stacked up next to each other that make up the backbone of the internet with their information storage well a mining farm kind of looks like that that it's just computer after computer or in Bitcoin's case, mostly ASIC after ASIC, just packed in, stacked in as tight as they can get with airflow considerations to be able to keep them cool. These are just buildings full of these things, right? They're, they're all over. Um, you'll find some in the US, You'll most of them you find it in locations where uh, it has really, really cheap electricity, which is I think where China really took the you know, a big part of that. And not just that, but a lot of this, uh, these ASICs and whatnot are manufactured over in China. So they were a little bit easier to get a hold of initially. And you look at this and you go, oh man, this is, this is like a, a heat deal, right? You're literally watching, managing heat and managing power and managing these things in order to make money with Bitcoin. And what I'm talking about, like upfront, They've got 
multiple machines. Some of these machines are thirty to forty to fifty thousand dollars for one unit right now. That's today's prices. In that unit, you have to not only um, get it into a profitable electricity place, but you got to pay off that fifty thousand dollar upfront investment. And and that's on one machine. Think about that. These farms that I'm talking about, these people that are really running these big Bitcoin farms, they're they're buying tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of these ASIC machines to be able to grab Bitcoin as quickly as they can. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about, oh, do I want to go mine Bitcoin? It's not that it's a bad investment. I'm not going to say that one way or the other, because when you mine it, you actually get coin, the Bitcoin itself, and it matters what the price is at that time, right? So when Bitcoin was over $60,000, you made quite a bit more money than you make today when it's around 30000 But it takes just as long to get the coin itself today. Okay. So that's something to think about. When you talk about mining, the average person is probably not going to jump into Bitcoin mining unless you've got, you know, substantial money to put into it that you can invest in the long term and wait for the payout to pay off your equipment because you're going to be investing millions of dollars to get a a chunk of equipment to make enough money to make it worthwhile and worth your time. Sure, it's going to do that as long as the equipment runs. Um, They're made to run all day and night, but even, even taking that into consideration, right? These really, really expensive machines are making 50 bucks a day, 100 bucks a day, or something like that. And that fluctuates depending on what the Bitcoin price is. So that's like rudimentary what why uh, people aren't really jumping into Bitcoin mining unless they're buying an existing farm or they are planning to build a massive farm themselves. Now, the second thing to think about with um, Bitcoin mining specifically or any mining is solar power. So you might be driving along one day and see a field, which I've done that in the past, where there's hundreds of solar panels just stuck out in the field and you're thinking, man, what the heck are they powering? And most of the time they're probably powering a farm, a uh, crypto farm of some sort, because that's huge, huge, huge uh, power draws, right? So that's one thing that you can approach and get uh, more profitability uh, per day. In some some cases, as low as the return is on Bitcoin, sometimes you can get, you know, double your profit, depending if you figure in purchasing, you know, hundreds of solar panels and batteries and all those things going with it. So that's just, uh, you know, the one thing, that's talking about Bitcoin, but think about the the whole deal is like, holy crap, do I got to put up all this money to get started? Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a business. It's not a, it's not in the position that it was when it launched, where it's just windfall money, no matter what happened, you just get into Bitcoin mining, didn't matter what you had, you made a lot of money. So that that is kind of gone away. You have to be thinking like, hey, I'm going to invest big in this and in the long term. And then you got to have a lot of faith that Bitcoin is going to be the thing to hold on to for the long term. Like for any reason, if it were to turn downwards and, you know, it's right as I'm talking, it's like in the low 30,000s per coin. And it were to turn down and go back to past numbers where it's 10,000 per coin. You've got people that are just like really highly leveraged in equipment purchases and upfront costs to start up their businesses in Bitcoin mining 
that are going to have a real hard time recovering that. A lot of these people are maybe cashing some out now, but they're holding it to sell off during these really high peaks or holding it. They had the money to invest that it, it didn't need to be returned right away, that they could hold it for the long term and see what Bitcoin does and decide when to sell out, right? So think about it that way, like Bitcoin and mining, not my recommendation unless you're ready to go big. And when I say big, start around 10 million bucks and think from there. Now, what can you do at home? So I'll try to give you um, today's view in mid 2021, where we're coming off of the COVID nightmare that really stopped production of a lot of this equipment that's used to do this. It's used for gaming, video editing, and all these other things, right? There's a lot of uses besides just crypto mining for this equipment because they're specifically needing the power behind graphics cards. Graphics cards, what is that? Uh, well, if you think about running a really high-end gaming system, you need a pretty powerful graphics card. Or if you work for a company that provided you a laptop and you ever tried to hook up multiple monitors to it and it started causing you problems, it's because it doesn't have a very good graphics card and that's what's used to drive all the things like gaming, video editing, 3D modeling. So you, you think about all these animation folks, you think about people that are editing really high-end photos and 4K and 8K videos, they, they use that graphic card to produce those things and not just like design it, but when you get to the end on one of these higher-end deals or higher-end graphics or videos or um, 3D rendering or something like that, you have to click that render button and the more powerful your graphics card, the faster that will go. So that graphics card is also used for other things and that's the one thing that can be used. And if you hear people talking about like, oh yeah, I got a little mining farm at home. And think about it this way. If they've got a mining farm at home, it's not gonna usually be a huge Bitcoin one because your home usually doesn't have enough electricity or electrical capability into it to even take in enough power to really be profitable with Bitcoin. Most of those are gonna be commercial locations with really big uh, transformers and really big electrical supplies into the building. So what are they mining when they say they're mining at home? Most of the time that's gonna be Ethereum. Uh, right now anyway, that's the that's the hot coin. And, and for miners that is, because you can ultimately make decent money with a lot lower investment. And let's just give you an example. Um, right now, the graphics cards are very, very expensive. But normally, you can buy a graphics card, let's say for 500 bucks, that's gonna give you about 50 mega hash rate, okay? You can buy like 10 of those, so you got 5,000 in, and you're up to 500 hash rate, or mega hash rate. And that on Ethereum is gonna generate you today where they've really dropped down the gas prices. What you, that's, if you hear about gas, I'll come back to that. But they've dropped down the gas prices, so your payout as a miner is down, but say 500 mega hash, I'm gonna guesstimate that you're gonna make around, eh, somewhere around 30 bucks a day right now. Now, when gas prices were up earlier 2021 in the year, um, you could make as much as 100 bucks a day. And that's not bad. You think about that over the course of a month, 
uh, you know, it's it doesn't take weekends or anything. So you got 30 full days at 100 bucks, making three grand on something that you making three grand a month on something you spent. Well, let's say if you got it perfectly at 5,000 and probably another couple hundred for the other parts needed to make that quote unquote computer um, and minor work, you're you're probably like 5,300, 5,500 in at perfectly optimal prices that you can make about 3000 a month. Well, heck yeah, that's the way to go because then you're, you're two months in and you've paid off all of your equipment at that point. Then everything that you do from that point on is just making profit. You're just deducting your electricity costs, which are you know much, much lower per um, hash or mega hash on Ethereum than they are in Bitcoin. So when you're looking at all that stuff, it's, it's a lot to consider up front going back to today where you're realistically if you bought in a peak time or you bought in a good time where you got your graphics cards for around where you were paying 10 bucks per mega hash or so and that's you know the 10 cards for 500 bucks give me uh 10 cards for 500 bucks a piece gives me 500 mega hash right so it's about a one to ten ratio per dollar and that that was optimum time if you picked it up at that time, now your return on operations or your return ROI uh, costs are going to be, it's going to take a little bit longer because you're only going to make about uh, gross profit right around a thousand bucks a month for over $6,500 or $5,500 worth of equipment or so. So that makes it a little bit less uh, a great taste in your mouth that it's going to take you five and six months to get equitable to what you spent. And then you start thinking about buying something in today's market right at mid-2021 or really all the way through 2021 up to this point. Most of those cards, that one I'm talking about specifically, it's kind of a baseline for me um, because a lot of them at, at normal cost, quote unquote, normal MSRP cost, they're about a one to 10 ratio. Well, that very card that costs 500 bucks on a normal day before 2021 hit, and it's a little bit older card, so it was in circulation then. Th today, they're selling for a thousand bucks as fast as they can sell them. They're sold out at double the cost. So now that really, really awesome return on investment of two months has now turned into four months on peak Ethereum cost, which now instead of on current gas rates where you're going to make more like a thousand bucks a month now you're going to spend twice as much so you got ten thousand dollars in equipment which was five thousand bucks and you're only making a thousand dollars a month so bam you're up to realistically 10 to 11 months to just pay back your initial investment now all this goes to show do you want to jump in right now i probably i mean like today i probably wouldn't encourage people to go invest a lot of money in it I would wait till the returns are much higher on another coin or something that you can get in and mine and get your return on investment much quicker. I, I really don't like to think about investing something that's taking uh, capital for, you know, 10 to 12 months before I earn the money back before I start making any money because that's projecting a little bit far in the future of crypto for me to figure out. Is it a bad idea? Uh, no, that's an opinion thing. If you really believe that Ethereum is going to make that turn, then sure, it's okay. Thinking of where Ethereum is going in specific, a lot of people did not 
jump on the mining wagon that were capable to do that because Ethereum mining, you, you still have to have an upfront investment. But Ethereum is being evolved into Ethereum 2.0, where right now, or through the first part of the year anyway, it was the biggest cash cow in mining, period. But it's going, it's going to uh, Ethereum 2.0, which doesn't have mineable components. So the whole profit model is going away. It was just a matter of getting in early enough that you could get your money back out uh, that you spent on your investment and then make some money until that happens for me. Now, does that mean mining is going to go away? Is it going to die because of all this, you know, energy talk and all that stuff? Well, no, I don't, I don't think that necessarily dictates it. it. It is, you can see that most of the new coins and things that come out have gravitated away from things that mine um, and they're using different protocols and all that stuff. Is this the optimum time to get into mining? Well, well, of course not. Is there still some opportunity? I think so, but I don't know that. That's, again, an opinion that you have to figure out yourself, but I know I am really, really tempted as I'm watching. I'm trying to watch a specific coin um, called Ergo. I'm, I'm watching that because it's in alignment with another couple of coins that are coming out in its structure and capability and there's a lot of good stuff about it and it's got a really good return on investment not quite as good as ethereum even where it is but there it's it's a really new thing i don't want to spend a ton of time mining in that while ethereum is still going good but i think my long-term roi might be better um, because it'll, it still pays out very well. And it's a very, very junior coin. It's just hard to move and sell. It's, it's fate really hasn't locked in to say, Hey, this is going to be a stable coin or something that's going to continue to grow in the future. So I'm going to tell you like getting into mining, is it something like I'm wholeheartedly recommending? I'm going to tell you, if you like to play with that kind of stuff and you can potentially earn some of your money back, if not all of it, and still get some profits out of it and you enjoy it, then do it. But understand, you want to do some research before you go dump a bunch of money. And, you know, you hear all these people making millions on Bitcoin mining. Well, understand, they, they have very, very big upfront costs that they put in. Same thing with Ethereum at this point, um, that you're, you're getting upwards of, you know, 10 months return on your investment. And before you start really turning a profit with that stuff. Now, if you enjoy tinkering with computers and building out these crazy things and you're getting some personal satisfaction out of that, well, hell yeah, then go ahead and do it. I mean, I had, I had a lot of fun putting my rigs together because the one thing I noticed fairly early on is they'll, they'll crash occasionally. And that's unfortunate because when they do, and if they don't come back up automatically, which is a whole thing in itself, figuring out how to mine it exactly. But when these crashed, I was like, man, I gotta go all the way back home to reset these before I can start having them generate money again, right? Cause it's a, it's a, a full-time thing. It needs to be running 24 hours a day. Every hour it's down, you're losing money off of your investment, right? So I bought some really cool little Wi-Fi modules that simulated me pushing the button on the miner, right? So if you think about like a TV, you get one of these smart plugs and you turn it off and you turn it on. Well, your TV doesn't plug or it doesn't turn on when you put power to it. You have to, have to actually push a power button on the remote or on the TV itself to get it to turn on. 
Well, I wired a button, you know, a virtual button that I could click and turn my machines on and then put them on the Wi-Fi smart plugs. So that way, if I had a problem, I could remote power them off, power them back on and push the power button. And that to me was really cool. And that was almost as, you know, that, that was, um, fun in order to figure out that problem and then create a solution, operate with it and make it work. That was as attractive to me as making some of the money back on my crypto um, investments. So there are still lots of ways people do the mining and reasons why they uh, venture into it. I'm of the belief that, and, and again, it's just an opinion, but I'm of the opinion that there'll continue to be things to mine for some time yet. And I'll still get a lot of exercise out of my machines, even when Ethereum's not an option. Bitcoin is just a waste of time, in my opinion, for the equipment that I have. And I'll figure out some other thing. There's a few other ones out there that uh, mine, and I figure they'll, I figure some of these altcoins are coins that you don't necessarily hear about very often will offer some mining capability to continue to make some money out of there just for the fact of how many people have the equipment to do the mining in the first place. That'll generate its own small economy. Now, we've talked so far about, you know, Bitcoin, kind of a challenge to mine. Ethereum is good right now. The future is a little bit shaky on what mining is going to and where, what the existence of it is. And we've talked a little bit about why you should or shouldn't or given you some thoughts and opinions over, do you, is it worth it to get into it at this point? But I'll talk about what it is exactly when um, at this point forward, we'll stop on explaining if you should or shouldn't. And we'll talk about how and what it is really. Okay. All right. So as we get talking about how you mine specifically, and I'm going to use Ethereum as a baseline, just for the reason I talked about earlier with Bitcoin being that you're, you're going to have to invest into specific um, ASIC computers or ASIC computing modules to be able to do that. The more lay person is going to use their own computer and have potentially have um, higher end graphics cards that they use for gaming and or content creation or something like that. You would definitely know if you have something advanced because you'd have to go look for it and pay for it, um, it separately because Ethereum itself has some limitations even on what uh, hardware will work. It's not nearly as restrictive as Bitcoin around um, the ASICs needed, but there are some requirements. So basically what you're gonna do is put a software on your computer. It can be, you know, go inside of Windows and have a software that runs and and, the, and it's basically a, an engine for mining Ethereum that's specific to that, that will run and run these equations automatically. You don't have to be writing these things. It's not that complicated, first of all. Like anybody can do this um, that knows how to spell G-O-O-G-L. Well, I think you know where I'm going with that. But anybody that can spell that can figure out how to do it. It's not that difficult. I'm just going to overview the process. But ultimately, you basically install a program on your computer. You hit start and then you walk away. Now, if you're doing, um, let's say you're doing uh, a specific machine, a, a miner, you're creating a mining machine with multiple graphics cards to it, 
it's slightly more complex because you need to buy um, riser cards, things like, you know, to be able to hook up more than uh, a couple of graphics cards. Most motherboards out there that you make a computer with or you buy one, it really will only physically fit two graphics cards, sometimes maybe three. If, you, if you're lucky, they have specific mining motherboards that will probably fit three, but ultimately, like my mining rig has um, eight graphics cards or one of my mining rigs has eight graphics cards on it. So they use what's called a riser card that you plug into the motherboard of your computer and it basically extends out the plugs that your graphics cards go into. So ultimately, we'll, we'll talk about one machine mining and then I'll do a little bit on, or just talk for a brief minute on making your own homemade mining rig. But and understand what you're gonna be spending on the front end, right? So like today, let's just say you've got one of the optimum graphics cards today, which if you can get at retail is gonna vary between, I don't know, what, 900 to 1300 bucks for one graphics card. And as far as Ethereum goes, that's gonna be what it will profit you is more or less, oh, well, let me see. We're gonna change it to, and this is gonna be at 10 cents per kilowatt. So you can have a baseline. You'll, you'll understand what I mean in just a minute. Uh, you'll hear some keys clicking because I actually wanna do some live calculations for you to, so you understand what you're gonna be dealing with. So when I look at um, Ethereum, if I were to use that one card, which is a NVIDIA Series 3080, Okay, one of the best graphics cards out there for performance as well as for mining. But that is going to generate you a net profit of $5.75 a day. Okay, you're going to pay approximately a thousand bucks if you get lucky. I mean, I promise you to get that price. You're going to be sitting out a parking lot overnight to get it from Micro Center or you're just going to get incredibly lucky uh, to purchase one online at this point hopefully that I, i've been hearing some news that some of the inventory pressures are lightening up in europe and hopefully we'll see some of that soon but in that case just think about this right you're going to spend 174 days of mining with that one graphics card to pay it off you're right at six months okay and that's if you get the optimum price on it if you were to just go out and say, I'm going to buy one come hell or high water, you're going to spend a heck of a lot more money than that. Because basically what's going on is inventory's gone, right? It's been saturated and people are using very, very dirty techniques, in my opinion. That's an opinion, so not really. But people are uh, basically using electronic bots to buy up every bit of inventory that hits anything on the web for sale. And what I mean by that is they're just running a program that buys these things up at retail price. Like they set some conditions to say, I, want, I only want to pay this much for it, right? And they pay that much and they'll buy unlimited amounts of those because they're able to buy that thing for a thousand bucks, let's say, and resell it for 2000 all day long. And that's been going on for months. This, hasn't, this, this isn't like a one-off thing. This has been going on since December of 2020, right? And I'm talking to you now in July of 2021. So what I'm talking about like today's rates, 
does it make sense to go in and buy something that at a minimum is going to take six months to uh, get my return on investment? I don't know that that's the right decision for me. Like, I, I won't spend any more money on equipment to mine because it, it's at a dip. But is that something you want to jump into? Maybe. Like, I could see it if the graphics card crunch comes down and becomes normal pricing again. Would I consider buying a few more cards? Well, yeah, probably. But not at, not at today or today's pricing where you're basically going to pay double um, for what you would get, if not more than that, just depending on how desperate you want to be to get involved in it. So you're going to look at it and say, well, do I have something in my house right now that I could jump into mining just as a hobby or to get started and make some small passive income? Well, yeah, it just depends on your graphics card, right? And I think you need to go to whattomine.com and you can plug it in and figure it out. If you look at um, maybe some last year model stuff like the say you got a 2070 from last year, right? That was a big NVIDIA card or not even last year over the past couple years. Say you bought that, that's a random uh, card that's pretty popular. That guy right there is gonna generate you about $2.41 in profit a day um, at today's rates, right? That, they fluctuate. So I keep saying that because like I said, over the past three months, I have made as much as 120 bucks off my mining rig and as low as 30 bucks off of my mining rig. So it's going to have some fluctuation, but does it make up the, does, is it worth it? Well, that one card is going to generate you about 72 bucks a month. And depending on your situation, um, that might be worth it to you. Now, keep in mind that when you're running these graphics cards, they're going to be running nonstop and it does have a lifetime to it, right? If you use a graphics card just for gaming, um, gaming is a little bit more torturous while it's being used, but you might use it, I mean, actually use the graphics card at its full potential. Say you sit down and play a game for five hours, that graphics card might hit its peak like half a dozen times, okay? And if you're using it for work, um, it, where is it going to use peak usage? Only when you're rendering a big project. So you might work with it for a hundred hours and then re render something that takes three to five hours. Only that three to five hours is going to be really torturous or what, what mining will do to it. So if you've got something that's just sitting there idle, sure, go to whattomine.com and see what the value is that you're going to get at that time for mining something. And it'll give you the altcoins alt as well that you can mine with Ethereum, Ravencoin. Um, you can get into the Kapow stuff, which is like uh, Ergo that I was talking about. And it, it has all the mineable coins and what you can earn from each one with each graphics card. And realistically, mining is as simple as that. You've got to figure out what you have. Say I've got a single computer and for some reason you get two really expensive graphics cards okay let's say you're a super user and you've got twin 3090s which are very very expensive they're about two grand a piece at normal price at the best price you can get them they're about two grand a piece and go up from there but those 
Um, so you got four grand worth of graphics cards sitting in your computer because you're a big, um, not, it wouldn't be for gaming, but it'd be for like professional studio use, rendering huge 3D uh, files and all that stuff. But say you were to have two of those and it would earn you to run those like nonstop, that'll earn you more like $14 a day. And that's about the most expensive graphic card that's out there right now and what it could return for you. So is it worth it? I think it's just like investing, right? Where you hear people that say, buy the dips. Well, you can take that same money that you are spending to purchase the machinery and buy crypto that could change in price and earn you money a heck of a lot quicker than mining. Especially times like right now, where the price for mining is really, really low. The miners are not the favorite subject of crypto people right now. We're not making a lot of money with our machines running. So we're making some, but not much. So would I want to jump into it now? No. Is it worth buying the equipment if you have another use for it? Are you going to buy five graphics cards for daily use? No, that, that doesn't make sense. But again, it, it's your means. Like if you have 10 grand sitting around, uh, I would tell you, and a lot of people would, to just use that 10 grand and invest it. You're going to make more out of that. Um, but if the winds blew just right and mining prices went way up and you had a stable future on a coin that was going to continue to allow mining like Ergo or something like that, and it was on good exchanges, you felt really good that it was a nice stable coin and that the mining returns were pretty high and the pricing of the graphics cards were low, then are not low, but just at MSRP. Then, yeah, I mean, I would recommend getting into it um, at least a little bit at a time. Um, just make sure you can get your return on investment out. Okay, so basically, I'm gonna tell you, how do you do this stuff? Super, super easy. You install a program for the coin that you wanna do and use it. Uh, and it just runs while you're not using your computer. Now, if you're gonna build a mining rig, the only thing that's more complicated about a mining rig is that you're specifically using it for mining. So you, you really don't need um, software or anything like that. You can readily download the software or run Linux, uh, which can be intimidating some people, but there really are just millions of guides on how to run Linux on something and then run the direct miner on that Linux program. Or frankly, I like to use one of the pre-programmed ones that do all that stuff for you. Like the tool that I use right now is uh, manufactured by a company called Minerstat. And basically they have a file that I download. I can put it on a USB drive and not even have a hard drive and plug it in and say boot from that USB drive. And it just does everything automatically. It signs in, starts mining. I tell it what to mine on a web interface that's stupid simple that I can use on my phone and I just let it run. And then I go in there and check rates. If I want to change coins, I can do that all on the web and pretty much manage everything. Now, that I, I really recommend that for new people. There's a few different ones. I think NiceHash has one. Um, there's a few different all in that just it's basically turn this software on and walk away from it 
that's pretty cool to me. And I would recommend anybody, if they're newly starting it, to do that. And, and they also have programs that work in Windows, so you can just download a program and double-click it, start it, walk away, and it starts mining from Windows so you don't have to do anything weird on just a small, simple setup. I recommend those because they're ultimately freeware, depending. Some might have you mine with a certain uh, mining engine or from a certain pool and take, you know, earn some money from that pool. But ultimately, it, it's a free software that just does things for you. I don't even know why you would want to do something else. It just doesn't add up to me. I know some hardcore miners are like, well, I can tweak these other ones a little bit more. And yeah, I agree. You can get into some really fine technical details and tweak it and get another penny an hour or something. Or you can, I, for me, it's an ease of use thing. I didn't want to sit and monitor and spend hours and hours and hours and hours setting things up. I just wanted to get the dang thing working and making money. Now, my particular journey was fraught with peril at one night late at night and the moon was full and my wife was out of town and I started putting this thing together this was a mining machine mind you and this full moon was out and you know the hair was raised on the back of my neck and I said okay I've collected all these parts let's start putting it together and you walked into my living room because I was like, ooh, the wife's going to be gone for a week. So that gives me a lot of place to work with. Not my normal computer table that I work on stuff or my workbench that I have in my basement. But I was like, hmm, I can throw a movie on, which, by the way, ended up being like four or five movies. And I can start constructing this thing and I can do it up here. And it was a start with like six graphics cards, right? And I basically built a frame out of aluminum I bought from Lowe's, screwed it together with the right shapes and sizes, cut it to length and all that stuff, screwed it together, and then started screwing um, like the motherboard that I had bought, which was like a hundred bucks, I want to say, but it had six um, slots to take, or six PCIe Express slots or PCIe slots on it. And I got my riser cards, I got my processor, which was a hundred bucks. So a hundred bucks on the board, hundred bucks on the processor. Had to buy RAM, which it wasn't much. I think I got eight gigabytes on that, uh, which was another 50 bucks. Riser cards were another 50 bucks, right? So I get about 400, 500 bucks in parts. And then I've got the graphics cards, which are the most expensive thing, right? And at that time I got some really decent deals that I paid anywhere from 390 to 500 bucks for. And I start sticking them on there on this moonlit night. Started watching some movie, which that quickly faded out of my conscience because I'm like, I got to get focused on this. And I had boxes and wires covering every inch of my living room. I think I took a picture of it, but I quickly hit it because I think just the thoughts of how messy that was, if my wife were to look at it, she would have peed herself. But I got the thing going, got all, you know, down to spec, had everything plugged in, tested, everything's working. I log into it and set the BIOS up just right. And all this stuff is just easily findable anywhere online. Set the BIOS up. And then I started putting, uh, tried to do Linux and my own thing. And I was like, Oh my Lord, now I've got to go. Now that my 
ignorant butt has set this up in the middle of the living room. I had to go make up internet cables to reach over there to start downloading stuff, right? And I started with Linux and I started and I messed around with it. And I think it was because I, it had taken me long enough to assemble it. Like my brain was foggy and I'm like, what a pain in the butt. So I looked up, how do I mine the easy way? And I came up with a program that um, I tried and I'm not gonna bash them, but I plugged it, it, it sold itself as plug and play, that it was a full operating system plus it would just start mining for you, as I mentioned before. And I messed with that thing until I just about separated from my own mind and lost it. And I finally went, forget it. I'm done. I gotta be done. I gotta walk away. I'm in this thing. I don't know how many hours at this point. If I could tell you, honestly, I would, but I don't know. I had stuff strewn everywhere. And I'm like, I literally am so frustrated that I got to walk away, but I also can't leave this stuff out because I'm surely going to mishandle a part somewhere if it's out for very long. But fortunately, like I said, my wife was out of town. My kids were out of town. It was just me. So I had, I had time and I went to sleep, watched the movie, went out to the bedroom, went to sleep. And then woke up, as I often do, in the middle of the night. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I go, oh, this is frustrating. I cannot let this thing beat me. And I started Googling other options than this software. And it gave me another one. And I was like, all right, this one promises the same thing. I went and downloaded it, created my file, or created the um, operating system boot file on my USB not complicated like it was it's got like kindergartner steps like go here download this download this load and then go plug it in and start your computer well i did that and this is like at one o'clock in the morning it took like 20 minutes or so to get it downloaded and flashed <clears throat> and then i walked upstairs everything sitting there all over the floor still and i plugged this thing in turned it on and boom i was mining like literally that quick. And that was a program minor stat that I mentioned before. And since then, it's just been the easy button for me. So if you're gonna go mine, I would suggest that. If you wanna dig into more of the software and you know, just think about projects like this is I've got crap all over the place. It's a full moon, wolves are howling and I'm going nuts. Then that's probably not a good thing to dive into the whole learn the software after all that, because I was already um, you know, at the end of my, at the end of my patience or at the end of my attention span for that project by the time I got to the software that when I found that solution, I was so happy. And then I thought, why in the hell doesn't everybody do this? This is simple. And it gives me a really cool web interface. And this isn't a plug just for them. This is my own personal experience, not being paid for anything ever other than what I'm earning from mining. And they also have a really cool, um, group of folks in discord that'll help you out and that are honestly bought into helping you make your stuff work which is very very cool but as i said it just plugged in and started working and the only time i've had any questions to go back to these guys with it was doing some advanced overclocking stuff and working through some really really tiny details right so all in all, I, I really recommend that because that, that same program would work on your 
Windows desktop or if you wanted to create a mining rig for your own self. Now, the only time that there is any kind of disadvantage is I think you get one worker, which can be up to 15 graphics cards on one, one machine. That's free. Anything after that, you have to pay a small fee for, but it's a couple dollars a month. Really not, really not a big deal. So when I'm running my two workers, or my two primary workers, I pay the extra for that other one. And then I have a third worker that I use on a regular computer. When I'm not using it for actual computing, then I'll slap it on start mining. So long story short, how to mine and what do you need? You basically need a computer and aftermarket good high quality graphics cards. My mining rig is just a computer, but it doesn't look like it. It's not in a case. It's just on an open frame. It still has RAM. It still has uh, a hard drive, which I upgraded to. The thumb drive, the little USB drives are okay, but they're not very fast. I found using an actual hard drive, uh, SSD, just a cheap one, nothing expensive. It's so much faster that anytime it crashes, it's booted back up 10 times faster and seems to have less errors that way. But all in all, you know, just a regular computer, motherboard, CPU, fans, um, your RAM, and then aftermarket graphics card and a drive of some sort, right? It can be a USB drive even. So once you have all that, I, I would advise on, on this level of detail I'm going through is go look at the couple of all-in-one solutions that are out there that you just plug it in and go. I really do recommend Minerstat. Very, very easy to do. And you can be up and mining literally in 30 minutes if you've already got a computer built. If you decide to go build your own, a um, little bit more in depth, but it, it really isn't that complicated. If you've ever built a computer, it's just building a computer, adding riser cards, a couple tweaks in the BIOS, and put that software on there, and you're running. It's You don't want to think too deeply about mining to say, I don't know exactly what it is. You don't have to. It does it all for you, right? Even if you do it the other way and you want to use a direct mining client on your computer, you're just basically downloading a piece of software and double clicking it to run, okay? So don't be threatened by that. Just think about it. Go spend some time on what to mine. Plug in the equipment you have or the equipment you plan to purchase. Figure out how much your return's gonna be with it. And that'll help you decide if you wanna go ahead and do it. So for mining, it may generate some questions. I did add a question survey on our Facebook page. So if you go click that contact us, it'll take you to a survey. If you've got some specific questions you want to ask, feel free. I'll be glad to dive into them. Um, if it's a more in-depth mining episode, great. Be glad to do that at times. Get some other advanced miners on the show. If you get something you want to talk about specifically, that same request form also has an entry for you to say, hey, I want to be on the show. And it's got a question about who you want to, who you want to join the show with has questions about what you want to talk about, and we'll work on a schedule uh, to get you on the show. Now, um, if you've got specific things, feel free to fill that out. I'll loop it back in, bring it back to the next episode, but it really is not as complicated as you think. It's just going, oh, okay, I'm going to do this, and then start planning out what you're going to do. And again, ask those questions on our Facebook page. If it's not an episode, you guys got a quick question, I'll be glad to try to respond to there. 
and answer that for you. But otherwise, that's kind of mining and my thoughts about it. I, I hope it's helpful to you. If you find out that, hey, this really isn't helpful, like each of our podcast episodes also has a voice button to make it really easy. So you can click that, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and it'll take you to our Anchor FM page where you can leave a voice message for us and say, I don't know what you're talking about. This didn't help me at all. Remember, we're doing this for you guys that are listening out there. So don't be shy about asking a question. If we're not answering it, it's not because of intention or if we're skipping around too much, just let us know. I'll be glad to recover those things. But until next time, this is The Chemist and I am out of here and I'm going to go check on my minds right now. You guys have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. Leave us feedback anywhere so we can give you really bad advice on your crypto questions. Or you can email us directly at cryptoidiots at pm.me. That is K-R-Y-P-T-O-I-D-I-O-T-S at pm.me. We are looking forward to hearing back from you. And until next time, the idiots have left the building.